our two guest speakers tonight. The first one, I'm going to say, I'm going to say both of their names because they're going to come up back to back. But our first one you're going to hear from is Chloe Evans. She's going to be bringing the word. And secondly, you're going to hear from Bo Fields, who's going to cl close this up for the night. Give it up for Bo. Chloe Evans, you are a woman of God, and you have so much authenticity in your life that people uh, can't help but be impacted by it, and it's, it's, it's all over you. And your journey with that word and your journey with what it really means for you has just begun, but what God is doing in you is real, and it's not just for you. And tonight, as you're obedient to step out in what God's spoken to you and put on your heart, and you're just going to let him use you as a vessel, I'm just really proud of you. Our community is really thankful for you and really appreciate how you're letting God use your life and do something in you in this season. So will you help me give it up for Chloe as she gives, bring the word? All righty. Okay. So what's up? I'm Chloe. Um... I go to Black Hills. I'm a junior there. Um, I love my school. Um, and I've been living in Olympia um, for almost six years. I'm from Texas originally. Um, so that's a little bit about me, but we don't have much time, so I'm going to go. Um, um, just a little thing, though. Um, this place has really become home for me, um, like definitely become home for me and I want it to be that for you guys too um and I think that's my main reason that I I I'm really happy that I'm I'm sharing the gospel with you guys tonight um is because not only is there a home for you here but there's a home for you in heaven um and so yeah let's just get right into it um my first verse is Genesis um 1 verse 27 through 28 um it's in the beginning of the bible not that hard to find um, and so it says, so God created mankind in his own image in the image of God. He created them male and female. He created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So, um, Really, um, well, if you're taking notes, you can write down my title is Unlocking Our Full Identity in Christ. Um, and that verse has really, really been like doing some stuff in me for the past year, I would say. Um, so I'm going to share a little bit of my story. Um, so like I said, I've been here for about six years. Um, and... I am a junior. Um, last year I was a sophomore. And, um, and at the beginning of my sophomore year, I was like, okay, I'm not a freshman anymore. Like now is my time to like figure out who I am um, and like experiment and grow and stuff. And also my brother was a senior when I was a freshman. So I was like, finally, this is my year to not be stuck in my brother's shadow. Um, so sophomore year, I'm like experimenting with friend groups and like different things, like different outlets and stuff like that. Um, and I found myself um, with a group of friends doing things that I never saw myself doing. 
Um, I, I started saying things I never imagined I would say. Um, and I started to care less and less about what God thought about me and, um, and who I was in God's image. And because of that, I became really apathetic. I didn't care um, about myself. I didn't care what my parents thought about me. I didn't care what God thought about me. Um, I was just like, I'm just going to do whatever my friends are doing and be fine with that. Um, and I was, I was doing that. I lost myself. And God's opinion over my life was gone. Like, I had no care about God's opinion anymore. Um, and I lived that way for way too long, way too long. Um, and I'm just like very recently like reconciling my relationship with God um, and what he like really, really has for me, not just what my friends uh, want for me, um, but what he really has for me. And the only way I did that um, was, was through God like reminding me of things that I forgot. Um, while I was in that season. Um, so one of the first things that um, God like really revealed to me that I had forgotten in that season um, was like the core parts of my identity. Um, and so I'm gonna go back to the verse in Genesis. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And because I, I forgot in that season that because of my creation in God's image, I lack nothing. I have everything I need, all the resource I need right here um, because I'm created in God's image. And so are you. Um, and so we, we are equipped to go out and reach the world. Um, because we are created in God's image and we have the resources we need um, to change the world for him. Um, and that is the core part of our identity. Um, the next thing um, that I realized I was forgetting, or God told me that I was forgetting um, during that season um, was that I was like looking and hoping and like trying to find something um, or like an answer to pull me out of this like, oh, I don't know who I am. Like I kept being like, oh, maybe it's like a new group of friends or maybe it's not doing sports anymore or maybe it's whatever it is. Um, but um, like I said before, this is, all the resource I need. Um, and while I was getting mad about not having an outlet and not having um, something to like hold on to, my Bible was right there the whole time. God was right there. My Bible was right there. All I had to do was reach out and grab it. Um, and I think that's, that's one thing I really forgot was that my Bible was sitting next to me every night as I went to bed and I wouldn't just reach out and get it. Um, God's word has the power to separate us from God's purpose or bring us closer to it. When we don't use it, 
um, for ourselves and for the people around us, we miss God's purpose for our lives. In, in that season that I was in during my sophomore year, the reason why I couldn't figure out who I was was because I wasn't going back to this. All I had to do was read. All you have to do is read. God is right there. He's right there. He's saying, hey, grab your Bible. Like, instead of going on your phone and going to Instagram, grab your Bible. So I began to learn, and I'm still learning, um, that my Bible and God are a constant thread in my life. They're very consistent. Right now, I am placed exactly where God wants me to be, exactly at the time he wants me to be there. Same with all of you. You are here because God wants you right here, right now. So why not? If, if this is where we're supposed to be, if this is what we're supposed to be doing, why not use it for the glory of God? Why not give it to him and say, God, I am yours? Why not? So when you're in whatever season you're in and, and you don't know what to do and you forget to hold on to God's word, we can't open ourselves to the fullness of what God has to offer. And we can't walk in our identity and be, be the complete versions of ourselves if we're not holding on to God. And so you're probably thinking, okay, Chloe, like you're telling us to hold on to your Bible, hold on to God, like cool, awesome. Um, but, but like there's got to be some way to like actually do that in my daily life. Like what does that even look like um, as we go through our like crazy busy high school lives with sports and all that stuff? So what that's looked like for me and what God's been walking me through is three things. First one is prayer. Prayer, like, over everything. And um, the verse that I have for that is um, James 5, verse 13 through 14. And it should, yeah, it'll be on the screen. Um, it says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. This verse has encouraged me to pray when I'm happy, to pray when I'm sad, to pray when I don't feel like it, to pray when I'm with my friends, to pray when I'm driving to school, and to pray when I'm just like, eh, like going through whatever. Prayer is a first step not a last resort. Prayer is not something you do when you're all the way like at your worst and you're like, oh, I guess I'll pray maybe and hope that that'll work. Prayer is the first step into God's presence. 
the first step. And, and through everything, prayer leads us straight into the presence of God, and the presence of God points us straight to our identity. So once we reach the presence of God, we reach our identity. The next thing um, is submitting yourself to God's will on a daily basis. And um, the verse I have for that is Job 22, verse 21. If my Bible will work. And it says, I'm, I'm in the NIV version, so it's a little different than like the LWI Bibles. But it says, submit to God and be at peace with him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. Accept instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove wickedness from, far from your tent and assign your nuggets to the dust, your gold of Ophir to the rocks in the ravens, then the Almighty will be your gold, the choicest silver for you. Surely then you will find delight in the Almighty and will lift up your face to God. You will pray to him and he will hear you and you will fulfill your vows. What you decide on will be done and light will shine on your ways. When people are brought low and you say, lift them up, then he will save the downcast. He will deliver even one who is not innocent. Who, who will be delivered through the cleanness of your hands? And... um. I, well, um, <laughs> I, uh, I got, through that verse, God gave me a prophecy over our generation that I'm going to, like, just sum up real fast. Um, and it's basically that as we begin to offer ourselves up to God daily, um, and our lives includes our, like, our circumstances and everything that has to do with us, um, we are then a new and open vessel every day. And what that means is that we are open, our hearts are open, our lives are open for God to do whatever the heck he wants to. And through that, he uses us and pours into us, and as a result, we pour out into other people. So, that's the next way to reach your identity, is when God pours into you, you pour into other people. Going to move on? Okay, third step. Um, walking in your God-given identity and authority. That's the last step that God's been walking me through. My verse for that is um, 1 Peter 2, verse 9 through 17. I can find it. Okay. Um, and it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the, amongst the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent him 
sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the emperor or leader. Okay. Um, so all I have from that is to walk away from things of the flesh and towards the things of God. We are a chosen people. It is our job to proclaim the goodness of God. Not our parents' job, not our friends' job. It's our job. We are to be honorable and glorify God with every part of our being. That's who God has created us to be. That is our identity. And the last thing I want to leave you guys with is the last parts of this verse. This is the core of who we are. We are to honor everyone, love the brotherhood or sisterhood, fear God, and honor your leaders. That's your identity. Not what anybody else tells you, you who you are. Like, this is who you are. So I'm going to pray. God, I thank you for everything you're doing in my life and everybody else's right now. I ask that you would begin a new work, not only in my life, but also in everybody else's here. I pray that we would have a heart for you and the people around us. I pray that you would cover us in your peace and love and mercy and joy and that we, begin, we would begin to cultivate an atmosphere of worship in every environment we encounter. I ask that you would reveal to us the tenderness of your heart and that we would learn to be a reflection of that. I prophesy life and grace over any dead things in our lives. I prophesy that we would experience a new revelation of who you are and know that we have a clean state slate right now in Jesus' name. I pray that we would have a daily reminder of your new mercies. I ask that you would prepare our hearts for the people around us and be a guiding hand in our lives. I pray that you would be the driving force in our love for each other and our love for you and I thank you for everything that you will minister to people through this generation. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Let me get set up here. Some work, Chloe. So good. Uh, well, my name is Bill Fields. If you guys don't know, um, I got my name tag here, and uh, I'm a sophomore at Tumwater High School, and I'm really pumped for this word and what I'm about to share to you guys tonight. Uh, in June, the Lord was talking to me, and He, when I woke up to have my prayer time, He said, "I want you to give a message to LWI," and I said, "Absolutely." And so I woke up and I got on my floor and I started journaling about what the Lord wanted me to share. And throughout this time span of finally this night to come, um, it got changed and it got shifted and things got added. And the Lord was 
uh, really just molding exactly what this message he wanted to be. And uh, I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, but my name is Bill Field, and it's going to be a fun night. My title of my message is Surrender. And the passage I'll be reading is Exodus chapter 11. Uh, but first, I'll get a little example of uh, what my message is about. I don't know if you guys have ever heard about this game. It's called Fortnite. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Half the people in here just said yes. Half the people just disconnected. Um, that's okay. Um, but hey, I was uh, playing with a friend, and we were playing Fortnite. It was great. Uh, but if you don't know the game, uh, in Fortnite, you have like these uh, five boxes in the bottom right corner. Uh, and that's like your inventory. And that's where you like put your items that you want to use throughout the game and whatnot. Um, but I was playing this game with my friends, and we were dropped at this spot, and we're like, all right, let's do this, you know. Um, and so we're gearing up, and then I got my whole loadout going in my inventory, and then I come across these bandages, and I'm like, oh, I need my bandages. Because you never know. If you get hit, you, you need a med up. Um, and, so, <laughs> um, and so I came across these bandages, and I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to give up in my inventory for these bandages. Do I drop my shields or do I drop, you know, my sniper whatever? <laughs> it was a really tough decision. But uh, I finally made it. I grabbed the bandages. Um, and uh, I realized my friend had got shot, and then I tried to go save him, and, and I got shot. So, <laughs> so it, all was, it all was pretty in vain of my indecisive decision. Um, but uh, just like Fortnite, the Lord was telling me, um, <laughs> just like Fortnite, um, your inventory is like your heart. You only have A amount of space, and you only get to fill it up with B, C, or D. And my message, okay. Yeah, okay. Series going. Um, but my message tonight, if you guys can leave with one thing, I just want you guys to know that, um, that when you surrender your full heart to the Lord, that he's going to work wonders in you, and you're going to start walking in his favor that he has for you. So Exodus chapter 11, uh, 1 through 8. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, I will bring it one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go. Then he lets you go, and he will most certainly drive you out of here completely. Speak so that all the people of Israel may hear and tell every man to ask from his neighbor and every woman to ask from her neighbor articles of silver and articles of gold. The Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man of Moses was greatly esteemed in the land of Egypt, both in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and the sight of the people. Then Moses said, Thus says the Lord, At midnight I am going out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn of the land, the pride, hope, and joy of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle as well. There shall be a great cry of heartache and sorrow throughout the land, such as has never been before and will never be again. But not even a dog will threaten any of the Israelites, whether man or animal, so that you may know without any doubt and acknowledge how the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. And I was going through this verse um, in my Bible. Uh, it, has, it talks about how the firstborn of the land 
is the pride, hope, and joy. And how that your firstborn is going to lead your family. It's going to carry on your name. And what the Lord was telling me is that Pharaoh put his pride, hope, and joy uh, not in the Lord's hands. He didn't give his pride, hope, and joy into the Lord, but Moses did. And Moses put his pride, hope, and joy into the Lord. And tonight, um, I really want to challenge you to put your pride, hope, and joy into what the Lord has for you. Because in our day and age, we want to control everything as much as we can. Because if we can't control it, like, we don't know what the outcome will be. And we want to grasp onto it as hard as we can. And the Lord was giving me this analogy of you, everybody has this pen. And we get a hold on to this pen so hard. And then, you know, we don't do anything with it. But if we would surrender what we have in our pride, hope, and joy in our heart, that the Lord can take that pen and he's going to do wonders in the world. And he's going to change the world. And in verse 3, um, it was just so clearly shown to me the Lord's plan for every single one of you in here. Because he has a destiny and just like a plan that is so beyond anything that I could ever imagine to reach people beyond compare that has ever happened before. And I want to start calling that out in some of you tonight. And he was talking about in verse 3, the Lord gave the people favor in the land of the Egyptians. And tonight I want to call you guys into walking in his favor, in his grace, in his love and to know what an amazing God died on the cross and, and just like hangs there and says, hey, just come to me. I love you. And the coolest thing is that in verse 7 it says, not even a dog will threaten any of the Israelites. To make a distinction between the Egyptians and Israel. And tonight, the Lord, uh, the Lord was telling me that there are some people in here that need to, uh, to leave their baggages at that door, at his cross, in their heart. To be able to walk in his favor. Because he's going to start changing you to show that not even a dog will threaten you when you walk in the Lord's plan. And I was... And as I was uh, just preparing this message, we're going to do a response here tonight. And uh, Reagan, you can come up to the platform. But we're going to do a response later uh, to have you guys, let me just squeaky spot right here, um, to have you guys make a, make a physical act to be able to say, I'm done. I surrender. I want to give it all to him. And I know that's really hard. There's probably a few of you out there that your heart's like, oh, oh my word. I know. There was a message like this a while ago, and I was, I was there in that situation. Um, and this message, like surrender, this has been a part of my life from day one. Just always trying to, like, okay, heart check. Lord, am I doing this for your will? Or am I doing this to act like I'm doing it for you to hope that I get something else? That... In everything that you do, it's all about your heart. And that's like the one thing the Lord wants. He just wants your heart. So as much like Fortnite is your heart, 
I just want to encourage you guys that tonight your heart is not going to be something that you are selfish with, but that you give freely to the Lord and that you trust him. And I know that's a big, big risk. Trust can be something really hard to find in friendships, people, and teachers, and friends. But uh, what the Lord says is that he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. For I have a plan for you to give you hope and a future. And man, that hope is so contagious. He loves all of you so much. And as I was, two weeks ago, I was going over this message and I was thinking about, I was like, Lord, do you want me to do a response? To have them seal and mark that they are not going to be letting that baggage with that heavy heart uh, slow them down anymore. And he's like, yes. And I want you to tell them this. He told me there are people in this room that are specifically needing to hear this sentence and this word. And he said, this is not the finish line I had in mind for you. That you were not left here to be broken. Not left here to be set aside. You were never passed over by the Lord. You were passed over by Satan. And Satan's been trying to make you think that you've been stuck here. But if we look up and we say, God, I want you. I want all of you. You can start to know and embrace his favor, his love, his undying just peace over your life. In a generation that is just afflicted with anxiety and depression, that you're so worried about the next test or, man, I don't want to go home because it's chaotic there. He says, I'll help you walk through every bit of that. I'm going to be there 24-7. So we're going to do a response here. And the Lord was really telling me to have you guys hear this, is that I'm going to ask you guys to raise your hands. And it's going to, we're going to bow our heads and close our eyes. But when you raise your hand, you're making a statement. This means I give it to you. So change me. So I pray that when we do this response, there's no timid hands. Because this half hand is going to say, I get a foothold in my old life. Still, I, I want to keep a little bit of control. But if you totally give your hands, you can go double hands if you want. But if you raise your hands, I want you to raise it proudly. I want you to raise it unashamed, knowing that the father is about to have a party up in heaven because his son or his daughter is coming home. He loves you so much. So if we would bow our heads, close our eyes. Lord, I just thank you for this night, this amazing encounter with you that you have just divinely set up. Lord, would you please just start to work in every one of our hearts to know and to speak to all of us that have felt like we have hit the finish line, that we were not able to go any longer, but would you come and say, I love you. I'm gonna give you peace. 
I'm going to give you a strength that you never thought you could have. I'm going to give you a mindset of conquering, that you come from victory. You are not striving to get victory. So tonight, with every head bowed, it's just you, me, and the Lord. Trust him. Accept his love and grace because he's been knocking on your door a long time waiting for you to say hi. So if you want to experience the Lord's favor and his love and to get rid of that baggage, would you raise your hand? Man, what you're doing is right now is, is historical. To stand up in the face of the enemy and say no more. Man, this is powerful. You can, raise your, you can lower your hand. You can look up here as well. Man, every one of you that made that decision tonight, your life is your life is going to change. And there's a little there's a little little bit of bummer when you raise that your hand is because you got a big target on your back now. The enemy's like, oh, shoot, I should have attacked that person harder. But here's the better part: is that that target doesn't mean anything because you have the God of the universe at your back. You have an army of angels that is up there in heaven saying, that anxiety is no more longer going to ever attack you and afflict you anymore. That depression has no more grasp on you. Those shackles that have been around your feet and your hands are gone. I want you to walk into your school powerfully and to say, Lord, you will do what you want in this school. Let me be your vessel. Man, that hand that you raised, raise it when you need the Lord most. Say, Lord, I need you. And he's, he's going to be like, Angels, we need to save that kid right now. That is my daughter. That is my, that is my son. We need to save him. He's going to give you a strength and a peace beyond anything. And you got to expect it. And I was so expectant tonight because just my walk with the Lord was a little bit rocky at the start of this year. That I was like, well, I guess if he wants to show up, he can but he told me, no, I'm showing up. You gotta have faith in this. And so I'm just so happy to see all those hands that were raised. You're walking in a new life. Something so amazing. So get alone. Hear what Chloe said about finding your identity and, and getting into scripture. Because man, prayer and worship and his word all go together. It's so good. So we're going to go back into this song. And I encourage you that if you need to raise your hands, do it. Because that's a physical statement of saying, I'm done. I'm free from what has been bothering me and chaining me down. And tonight, one more reminder about that. The Lord said, this is not the finish line I had in mind for you, to be expectant about his new finish line. So you guys can stand up, and the band's going to lead us.